Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You've tuned in to the 49ers Rush podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. All right. Welcome. We are live with the 49ers Rush podcast for the first time. So if you guys are joining me on YouTube right now, I just want to say thank you. You get to see my ugly mug, but that's what it is. So let's jump in right away. And if you are not with this live, that's okay. I'm still going to put this up wherever the podcast goes out. But I wanted to do this because I thought it would be an awesome way for you guys to kind of interact and we can kind of do a little bit more back and forth. So a couple things that I do want to get into, one, just some general kind of takeaways from the game. You know, obviously, first off, let me start off, 49ers win. Uh, Holy cow, this is great. You know, they come out, they win 31 to 17. Man, it was a sloppy, sloppy win, but these are the same type of sloppy games that we've lost. And so the fact that we have been able to come out and just, you know, be able to win a game that we throw a pick six in, that we have a ridiculous amount of penalties in, that, you know, all these different things that go wrong for us throughout this game, that's okay. We are able to pull out the win. And the main reason why had to do with defense. The fact that we kept the Bucks to only 17 points is just gigantic. This is one of the most potent, powerful offenses in the NFL. You know, if you listen to the previous game breakdown, they were top five in offense last year. The problem is turnovers, and they, uh, because of Jameis Winston, that's not going to be fixed. I, I don't think that he is really a capable quarterback whenever it comes to I don't know, uh, protecting the ball or making good choices. If you, if, you, if you went back and watched the hard knocks, then you basically could have saw how terrible decision-making this guy is. The, the most problematic thing I could say of Jameis Winston, and he's having a meeting with his head coach, Dirk Cutter, at the time, and he tells him, yeah, sometimes I just don't know what down and distance it is. And so anyway, that's what it is. But again, thank you guys all for coming out. Man, it's awesome uh, seeing a lot of people show up in here, which is wonderful. Now, Here's the deal. If you do have a question, I have the chat open over here. So go ahead and just put that in there, and we'll we'll jump in there and talk about that. But, man, here's the deal. That pass rush, holy freaking cow. And probably more importantly than just the pass rush by itself, Nick Bosa. You know, best case scenario after his ankle injury was maybe he'd come back and spot duty. But, good Lord, three quarterback hits. Nobody else on the team got more than one quarterback hit. He had a sack and a half looked unbelievable and at big times even on that very last play which I am curious when the injury report and details come out because he kind of hobbled off the last play of the game I mean he looked all right but he did not look um uh I don't know if anyway we'll just have to wait and see it's all speculation at this point now a couple other injuries that did happen you know Matt Breida went down early which was kind of scary but uh, he came back in, finished strong. No big deal there. Tevin Coleman's ankle injury does seem like it might be a big deal. Uh, Kyle Shanahan in his press conference just now, if you watch this, 
Um, they said, you know, they're not quite sure what the diagnosis is or how long that's out. Kwan Williams was out with cramps for a while. And Robbie Gold, probably the biggest injury of all, limped off in the fourth quarter after he made his field goal. And they ended up going for two the next play out there because he wasn't able to kick. So this is something to monitor. He is much older. Uh, that kind of takes us through the injury thing. Now, a couple things. Question from that Niners fan. Do you agree with the decision that Debo plays more and kind of over Pettis? Debo didn't have a great game. You know, I, I'm going to be very, very honest. He missed several different assignments, and a lot of that just kind of had to do with inexperience, I guess you could say. The fumble, obviously, yeah, that's going to stick out. The offsides on a crucial drive at the end of the game, that was huge. He missed a couple blocks. But he did catch all three of his targets, and I love Debo Samuel, and I think that he will be the starter. He's the starter in his very first NFL game. I don't think that's going to change, but I would prefer to see Pettis out there more than he was. Uh, you know, they, Kyle Shanahan was just asked about this just now and said, man, what's up with Pettis? And immediately you could tell Kyle Shanahan knew this question was coming, and he said, well, he didn't practice all week because of the groin, so that was part of it. Whenever he was out there, he looked good. He did a lot of good things. He didn't get a lot of snaps. I'd be surprised if he maybe got uh, eight snaps in the game. He did catch his lone target for seven yards. They panned over on the sidelines a couple times, and one thing that I did like, he was high energy like Dante Pettis always is with his teammates and whatever else, um, but I think he's going to get some more snaps next week. I really do. At least I hope so. we got to get that guy out there. You can't give up on him just yet. So, couple things out here just real quick sloppy victory Luke Walsh says sloppy victory eastern time zone victories aren't easy the stat came up in the game the 49ers won this is our first road victory in over a year we didn't win one road game last year so that's huge um, every team in the NFL is huge so it doesn't matter if it's the Tampa Bay Bucks doesn't matter road wins are key also, we were 0-12, the 49ers, on their last 12 games in the Eastern time zone. So, again, another huge thing. Jose Torres is showing up saying Robbie Gold uh, just had a cramp. I am hoping that is the case. If that is the case, that is huge and probably best case scenario. Now, a lot of people online were coming, you know, coming in hot with their Jimmy Garoppolo takes and just how bad of a player he is and he's terrible and all that stuff. I don't think that... He really had an awful game. Um, the pick six was just atrocious. And there's lots of things about the pick six that shouldn't happen. One, you send your running back all the way out wide, which we do all the time. That's fine. Um, and we were on the right hash. The He was lined up. Tevin Coleman, I believe, was uh, the wide receiver. It might have been Mostert. But all the way out, like up against the sideline. So it's already a very, very far throw. Two... A lot of times they during the game they did this where they would put a safety or a linebacker out there in our, fi our empty five-wide set. They didn't do that. They sat their number one corner, Vernon Hargraves, on them and with no cushion. So I feel like this is one of those things that, goodness, he wasn't backpedaling. He was a flat foot. Kyle Shanahan even said, you know, you got a flat-footed corner out there. You got to be careful because he's going to be pouncing. If he's rocking a little bit, that's going to tell you he's going to bell and you can make that throw. But that was just, it was a 100% bad choice. A lot of the best throws um, that Jimmy Garoppolo made were drops. And so that's kind of the thing, you know, or taken back on penalties. And you saw it, the one play that Jimmy Garoppolo rushed for a first down, and it was absolutely amazing. It was like third and seven. He gets like 10 yards, and 
another penalty. So if you just made a highlight, uh, we had three touchdowns called back on penalties. So if you just made a highlight reel of all the plays that didn't count, um, I, I think you would be very, very pleased. So uh, take that for what you want. Now, I, I do want to say, man, I'm seeing a lot of Aquilo stuff. I have uh, Witherspoon as my player of the game. That is the best game that kid has ever played in his life. Obviously, the pick six was gigantic. You know, definitely don't want to discount that. But even bigger than that, he was like glue the whole game. Um, and a big reason why Sherman was being targeted so much was because the other wide receiver on the other field was completely locked down. Um, and so just absolute great play. If we can get that type of corner play from both Sherman and Witherspoon, then holy freaking cow. Now, so I absolutely got to tip my hat to uh, Witherspoon. He's my defensive MVP. And Mark Nazocha, definitely runner-up. Anytime you get a blocked punt and an interception for a team that just can't intercept the ball, uh, that's huge. But we almost had five picks in this game. Uh, which is absolutely astonishing, especially with where we were last year. You know, they talked about it a lot on the broadcast, depending on which I had the Sunday ticket one, which had uh, Rondé Barber on there as a little bit of a Bucks homer, but that's okay. Um, but the idea is this, you know, they kept talking about, we only had two interceptions last year. Well, we passed that today. We had three picks, more interceptions in one game than we had all of last year, which is just absolutely uh, amazing. And a lot of it has to do with the pressure up front. Uh, we had a lot of pressure, and you know, last year we were stuck to whatever DeForest Buckner could create. Well, I'm going to tell you guys this: DeForest Buckner had a bad game. Um, he got better as the game went on, but in the first and second quarter, he was definitely not doing very well. A lot of those big runs late were right up the middle, um, which was rough. But if we can get that kind of pressure with our best defensive player having a down game. That's great news, and that's kind of what we want. So the entire defense did absolutely great. You know, Mike Evans was super sick. They showed him up on the sidelines, like, looking like he was going to throw up. Um, just looked really just sick. <laughs> but uh, anyway, also got to give it up to D. Ford. He had another sack fumble. You know, this is what he does. He led the NFL in it last year. He runs by and just swipes the ball out of the quarterback's hands. And unfortunately, we didn't recover it. But man, so many fumbles. Uh, Fred Warner forced three fumbles during the game, um, two of which were recovered by the the Bucks. But still, the fact that he is punching the ball out so consistently is wonderful. So excited about that! And you know, even though we gave up 17 points, uh, I agree with you here, Soko. Ten points were on the defense. Jimmy Garoppolo gave up seven by himself. So the fact that you held this offense to only 10 points is absolutely incredible. And you got to give a shout out to Tarvarius Moore. You know, he, he goes out there and it's fourth down. Holy freaking cow. Um, absolutely incredible play. It's one, just what a weird drive, super long drive penalties back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. They go to kick a field goal on the five yard line and DeForest Buckner. Um, also the nose tackle. I think it was Sheldon day, um, but I'm not positive on that. So if I'm attributing him anything negative, I apologize. They both jump off sides on the field goal. Now it was a fourth and goal. So they just got closer. So they moved from the four to the two. Bruce Arians, I love that guy. I really, really do. He decides to go for it, touchdown. They were down six at the time, and so they go for it, fourth and two. And sure enough, Tarvarius Moore covers some ground. Man, we got a safety, guys. 
He was so active in this game and, you know, several tackles. I think he had eight tackles on the game and he didn't blow any coverages. He did have a couple missed tackles, which, you know, is going to happen. It's his first game ever really at the safety position in the NFL. But he had eight tackles, five solo tackles, and that huge pass deflection, which was huge, which stopped the entire swing of the game. That was gigantic. Um, Coleman is in a walking boot is what I'm hearing people say. I don't have Twitter or anything up, so I'm relying on you guys. Um, but... Uh, what an awesome game. Um, the middle run D was exceptional early and then just got gassed late. And, man, we were up six points. They back us up. We punt the ball. They get the ball around their 40. We send in our third defensive line on the most important drive of the game, and I am losing my mind. And for you know, I, I wanted to see how far I could go without talking about Solomon Thomas. He maybe played 12 snaps, almost all of them, in the last two drives. He took way more snaps at defensive end than he did uh, defensive tackle or inside. And he didn't drop into coverage, so I guess that's a huge plus. <laughs> Take that uh, for what you want. But, yeah, with uh, Tevin Coleman in a walking boot, I do agree with you. Um, Mr. Sticky. <laughs> it's all, I love these names, by the way. Um, Jeff Wilson on the practice squad will be moved up. They asked Kyle Shanahan about it, and he said, you know, we do like to have three halfbacks ready on game day. But we also have to look at who else is out there. So I, I do think Kyle Shanahan will stay with people that he knows. I just hope he doesn't go and sound Alfred Morris, who just got released by the Cowboys. That would be worst-case situation. But uh, Jeff Jeff Wilson should be called up. And I think, yeah, it's going to be Breida and Mostert, who I absolutely love. You know, I, Somebody asked me on Twitter last week how I would rank our running back depth chart, and I put Mostert ahead of Coleman. You know, I said Breida, then Mostert, then Tevin Coleman, and then uh, Jeff Wilson. So I love Mostert. That play that he made where he stiff-armed Devin White, the number five overall pick, one of the best tackling linebackers to come out of college football in a long time, and he just embarrassed him. So uh, that was awesome. Question. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's QBR and stats from Gibster. He finished the day 18 for 27, 166 yards, 6.1 yards per pass attempt, which is super low. Um, one touchdown, one interception. He was only sacked once and uh, finished with a rating of 80.2, which is a good enough to win it f to win a game if you play well. It's not good enough to win a game, um, you know, if your defense is playing bad or whatever. So. It, 100% average. <laughs> that is an average quarterback rating, and that's okay. As long as he's not costing us the game, I'm cool with that. And the problem was this. The play calling seemed very timid to me. One, we only threw the ball to Kittle. We didn't throw the ball to anybody else. Kittle had 10 targets out of 27 passes. Nobody else had more than three targets. Um, and if you take you know, the tight end and the running backs out of it. Richie James had two. He had that one catch for a touchdown pass, which was awesome. And then Debo Samuel had three. He caught all three, but he fumbled on one. Um, Kittrick Bourne had three. He only caught one. Both of them went off of his hands. They were both bad passes, but still. Marquise Goodwin, three targets. He only caught one. He had that one big drop, probably Jimmy's best pass. It was on a play-action rollout to the offense's right, and he threw a dart uh, 15 yards down to Marquise Goodwin. It was a little bit behind him, but it definitely should have been caught um, right right into his hands. So, 
Again, you know, time of possession was interesting because, man, we controlled the ball early <laughs> for a very, very long time. And, yeah, Kittle should have had two touchdowns. Kittle should have had more than that. That guy is absolutely unbelievable. A uh, couple things about offensive line play on here from George. I'll say this. When we can win games when our best players are having bad games, that's a good thing. Uh, Mike McGlinchey and Lakin Tomlinson did not have good games. You know, the one sack that I talked about, it was kind of a fluke play. It was a timed blitz, just an inside uh, gap blitz through the B gap. So it was right in between Mike Person and McGlinchey, and McGlinchey just whiffed. He, he didn't even touch him. And so that was huge. Had a huge holding call later on, which was a holding call. And Lakin Tomlinson got blown up a lot of times by Sue early. So the running game definitely started to gain as time went on but it was so bad to start we didn't have a play action pass like for the first quarter and a half we just didn't do it because the run wasn't working um you know and warren sharp i'll give him a shout out like play action pass still works even if your running game doesn't people still bite on the fake but we didn't do that very very much at all which is quite interesting um you know i really do wish we would have attempted more down the field passes Jimmy G is not the best deep ball thrower, but man, he put a couple dimes out there today, and I think we've got to test the deep kind of third of the field much more because we were facing seven, eight men in the box consistently. Now, a lot of that had to do with we had two tight ends out there for probably 90% of the game. We were either in you know 22 personnel or we were in empty backfield so what you can do from 22 personnel and we did but like we're either in a huge set you know we got our full back and half back with two tight ends or all those same guys are split out which Kyle Shanahan likes to do one or the other but didn't do a lot of three wide receiver sets which was really really interesting and definitely no four wide receiver sets we're among the league low in four wide receiver sets because he likes to use the passing backs um, out there so much more now, um, just a couple other things. If you guys, again, if you do have questions, please throw that up here. But, man, there's a lot of stuff going on. And, you know, I do have to give a shout-out to uh, mybookie.com. I, I told you guys to put money down on this game. And sacks is, as well. I told you. Um, one of the dark horse bets on mybookie was the 49ers to lead the NFL in sacks. And they're off to a pretty damn good start. Uh, they didn't get it. You know, they're not near the league lead but they're definitely going to be above the vast majority of the NFL. So if you haven't already, head over to mybookie.ag. Use the promo code 49ers49ERS. They're going to match your initial deposit. Um, I love betting 49ers games. Um, I really, really do with the spread and straight up. It just makes it more interesting. I don't throw a lot of money down on there. But um, head over there to mybookie. The best thing about them, you play, you win, you get paid. So easy to get your money in and out. Head over there, mybookie.ag, and use the promo code 49ers now let's jump over real quick I do want to talk about the drive summary okay this is one of my favorite things because it tells the story of how things went on offense and defense so right off the bat okay we come out the very first drive we get a field goal you know good six plays (laughs) and it started off because of the block punt this is how defense and offense should work together we had a bad drive you know, we didn't really do much with it. We should have scored a touchdown, but that's okay. Uh, that That's when Kittle scored the touchdown, but it got called back on the offensive pass interference. And again, it was a good call. Uh, lots of questions on here just about penalties. 
the penalties were bad, but the penalties were bad for both teams. Um, that was just the refs decided early on we're going to call a tight game, and they were at least consistent. Were they all penalties? Hell no, they were not. Um, so, like, if you want to talk about the ejection, Soko, I, I think they have to do that. I, I really do. If that wasn't a quarterback, let's say that was a running back and that exact same play happened, I don't think that Quan gets ejected. I, I really, really don't. Uh, but this is the new NFL, and they've got to do it because, you know, there was a play later on when MJ Stewart, the corner for Tampa Bay, did the exact same hit to Raheem Mostert. And they even talked about it. You know, Rondé Barber mentioned it. But here's the deal. What happened was MJ Stewart went out of the game with a concussion because he hit the other guy. So this is part of the NFL trying to keep um, everybody kind of to themselves. Hold on, let me block this guy real quick. I apologize. Um, boom. Yep. All right, he's in timeout. Sorry about that. Um, but that's the thing. You, you've got to protect these players from themselves because that's the only thing that's going to bring the downfall of the NFL is all this brain issues. So as a former coach, player, my kids play, all those things, man, I hate it. That was a hell of a hit, and that quarterback needs to go down earlier if he doesn't want to take that hit. I believe like he waited so long to slide. So Jameis Winston is fighting for extra yards, but then he slides – um, you got to slide earlier. You got to protect yourself. That, that, that's kind of part of it. So um, it, it, take take it for what you will. So uh, the penalties were bad, but they were bad for both sides. So as long as the game is going back and forth, I'm cool with that. It's the one-sided games that are really, really upset me or piss me off. So uh, anyway, first drive, we get a field goal. You know, second one, we punt after four plays. And again, it's it, we didn't see a lot. Tev- uh, Lakin Tomlinson gets just run over um, by Indomitian Sue. It happened probably three times during the game. And Coleman gets stuffed on third and one. Coleman cannot break a tackle. Uh, that guy is a flag football specialist. He drives me insane. When you have a running back and it's third and one, he's one-on-one with a secondary player, and he goes down on first contact. I can't stand that. It just drives me absolutely insane. Um, next drive, pick six. So it's looking bad. We get a field goal, then we punt on basically a three and out, and then we get a pick six, and it's just like, uh-oh, <laughs> things are looking bad. Then we go back and we respond. We put together an 11-play drive. We kick a 36-yard field goal, and things are looking good. You know, And i got to mention Tevin Coleman, probably his best play, was just a crossing route out of an empty set for 41 yards, and that, that's my case in point. If you get him the ball in space and he's already moving, he's a huge big play. But everything else that Tevin Coleman does, two yards, three yards, two yards, three yards, 41 yards. So he's not a long play establisher. He's a home run guy. So anyway, take for that what you will. Um, Now we come back. We fumble. That's the Debo. Man, that was rough because that was a free field goal. We were already in field goal range. This is the fifth drive of the game going into halftime. There's 10 seconds left in the half. And all he does, he gets a fumble. Mike McGlinchey caused the fumble, actually. I don't think you put that on McGlinchey. He was out there pulling, but it, it's what it is. Yeah, uh, somebody put in here, uh, more needs to work on tackling. Yes, the entire team needs to work on tackling. The two biggest negative take takeaways were missed tackles. Holy cow. In one drive, we had four missed tackles, and I was losing my damn mind. This was a problem last year. And we haven't corrected it at all. 
Um, a lot of it has to do with personnel. We go after height, weight, speed guys that fit the position, the prototypes that we want for these position guys like Akello. Um, and we don't care about their physicality because we just don't prioritize that in the back end. And so the mentality for our coaching staff is, man, uh, we'll coach them up, but we haven't coached them up. Um, we, 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 I don't know. Take, take that what you will. All right. So we fumble it away. We give away a free field goal. No big deal. They just kneel the ball. It's halftime. And man, in the second quarter, second half, we only had four offensive drives. We come out, answer solidly. Touchdown pass to Richie James for 49 yards, seven plays, 75 yards, just absolutely great drive. Next drive, field goal, 57-yarder, no good. That's all that bounced off the up route. I, I love the the comment here. <laughs> In Florida, why would you attempt that? Well, he almost made it. Uh, he got really, really close. It was funny whenever he kicked it from 57 yards out and it hit the crossbar. I like held my breath because it was like it can hit the crossbar and bounce in. Uh, but it didn't. It bounced out, which was rough. And then we end on two different drives. We punt after, you know, we're backed up the eighth drive. We're backed up against our end zone. This is after we held them on fourth down, the Tarvarius Moore uh, pass deflection. And, man, it wasn't a great punt. You know, the first punt from Wisnowski, absolutely amazing, great hit down there. Um, I, I forget who made the hit. I had it in here, dang it. Uh, it was absolutely, oh, it's mostly one of my favorites. Mostly makes an amazing hit on the punt. And then we come back the last drive of the game, 47-yard field goal, amazing run by Moser to stiff-arm Devin White to kind of ice the game. And it seemed like we were going to be good from that point. We're up six, and then we got to pick six after that. So only nine total drives for our offense. Now, if we jump over to kind of the team stat, uh, stats and what that looked like, everything was almost completely even between both the offense and the defense. You know, it really kind of mirrored stats um, all over the place. You know, third down efficiency, both teams sucked. We went five for 13. They went five for 11. Um, you know, they were 0 for 2 on fourth down, which you got to be happy about that. But total yards, we had 256. They had 295. Uh, all those things are basically the same, 5.6 yards per pass to 4.5, but the interceptions and the turnovers were huge. We did get three sacks on them for 20 yards, which obviously is great. But, And, you know, you got to say this too. The, the way that the NFL works is you win road games, you protect home, and at least go 500 in your division, you make the playoffs. This is a huge step forward for the 49ers, and I am super excited that we can have an 11 penalty game and throw a pick six and and lose a fumble and still win by 14 points. So, you know, really excited about that and just kind of everything that they're putting together. It, no doubt the roster is way more talented than it has been. And so as long as we can stay healthy relatively – and if you look out there, I mean, team Nick Foles, you know, broke his clavicle today. Joe Mixon, who we're playing next week, he left the game early. They, you know, if we, I don't want to jump too far ahead of next week, but you know, we got Cincinnati Bengals, Bengals next week. They've lost AJ Green's not going to play. Joe Mixon isn't going to play. They drafted two running backs that are already on IR. Like, goodness, yeah, yeah. we are definitely not the. Uh, 
so far, knock on wood, we are not the injury-riddled team that we used to be. Are we going to have injuries? 100%. Um, and the offensive MVP, as everybody keeps uh, putting on there, it's George Kittle. Not even close. That guy is the best player on this team. And, again, not close. Uh the first four passes that Jimmy Garoppolo threw were all to George Kittle, and he catches almost everything. Eight receptions on 10 targets for 54 yards, and if you look at the plays that were called back, holy freaking cow, uh, very easily could have had 100 yards and two touchdowns, Just be- and he creates it on his own. That's the thing. Like You can scheme. Uh, Kyle Shanahan's a schemer. That's what he does. Uh, he gets people out in space. You don't have to do that. <laughs> you don't have to do it with Kittle. He creates on his own. You just get that guy the ball. He goes 100 miles an hour, all gas, no brakes, and, you know, it's awesome. And you got to say this, too. You know, Kyle Shanahan was asked about it. How does it feel to be 1-0? He has never had (laughs) been above 500 in his three years with the 49ers. So this is the first time he is in the win column over uh, everybody else. So, you know, you, you take that, uh, the small things, and you just say, hey, man, let's keep building as best we can to get this team where we can be. And I really do think that it can be great. So uh, absolutely love this. Uh, love the interaction on here. I'm going to keep doing this all year. So immediately after the Kyle Shanahan press conference on any game day, Come back to my channel. If you haven't hit subscribe to my channel yet, please do. I know the people listening live all have. But uh, all you got to do is just Google or go to YouTube, type in John Chapman, and click on the channel search thing, and you'll see my ugly mug right there. Hit subscribe because I do a lot of video work here. I need to get some more stuff up. Um, I'm going to be doing a lot of film work once they release the end zone and all 22, which they didn't do over the preseason, which broke my heart, but that's okay. I'm going to have two more podcasts breaking down this game in detail with snap counts, um, going over all the Pro Football Focus grades, film study, and all that. So I'll do an all-out offensive breakdown, and then I'll do an all-out defensive breakdown as well. And then it'll be getting ready for Cincy. So, again, subscribe wherever you have. Really appreciate you guys coming out. Man, we got uh, over 70 people in here, which is great. Really, really appreciate it. And I will be back with you guys soon. Stay strong. Stay strong, faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.